0: This sit-down is going to be a little different, actually. I'm introducing a new segment here we're going to try every once in a while, maybe peppering some of these in. Um, We're calling them Suit uh, suit Conversations Celebrations. And these are either going to be coming from myself or some friends or some uh, co-workers, teammates, people out there. Shorter pieces that focus on one specific thing. Um, something we're interested in, something we're celebrating basically, and then a quick analysis or breakdown of maybe why it's so cool. So we'll see how this goes, uh, maybe it goes well, maybe it doesn't, but uh, yeah, this first one I am diving into The Graduate, so this is the Mike Nichols film, the masterpiece, and wanted to run few, run through a few things on it, whether that is... Um, not weather, that's including. It will be some structure stuff, some visual motif stuff, some story, composition, editing thoughts. So first off, check out this film. Uh, maybe go maybe go see it and then come back around to listen to this and then go see it again and then see it again and then see it three more times uh, and really soak it up. This is one of the movies that I'm very thankful that I've had the opportunity to check it out a bunch, basically. And, uh, the more I watch it, the more I, um, kind of soak into it or go, uh, matrix imagery, uh, the green letters turning into pictures is the kind of sense I get. Um, trying to pick up more on the specific shots and beats is a blast with this one. Um, the general, talking about the general story of it. So, um. First off, humor, drama, romance. This holds up today. The core question to me is, can I find love or romance? Um, Or maybe more truly, the question is, can I go for love or romance? Um, And maybe we should frame it as, can I go for or find romance or love? I know those seem like all the same thing, but um, they're not. Anyway. the core story of this, the core journey is going from the parents to romance and love. And that is highlighted, as I'll mention, um, in the kind of famous, iconic montage of um, the launching of the affair. So, anyway, that's kind of core story stuff. So, how do we break this down in general? Obviously, you got to talk to the filmmakers if you want the 100%. But, um, The way I see it, the way that it makes sense to me is first act, we're looking at, um, we come home, we want our life to be different, we have a ton of miscommunications, we'll get to that, we connect with Miss Robinson, she propositions us and we say no thank you, we come back home, we have our scuba moment which underscores our loneliness with the use of water, which we'll see a ton. And then we make our hotel call. So this launches us into act two. This sets up the question of the movie, the core question of him trying to go for, will he go for, will he find romance or love? So that hotel call is around 26 minutes, which is basically the um, numerical uh, timing, 25% of the way through the film. So around our kind of natural act one break. So act two, that, Next 53 minutes or so, we go through the hotel, we go through that montage, we have a conversation with our mom that is disconnected, Um, and then our point of no return to me, the Jurassic Park T-Rex eats somebody moment, is when we have a really amazing, because it's so simple, scene between Mrs. Robinson and Ben where basically you see the only moment of her vulnerability in the whole film. And that is her admitting that she studied art at one point, but now knows nothing about it and doesn't even really wanna talk about it. Um, You also see the first time that Ben really shows any moment of power, and you can see it in his um, the way he's sitting, basically, when he says, wait a minute, wait a minute, and he puts his hands behind his head and leans back in the bed. So that's an interesting point. It's a scene that starts with him saying, let's talk, let's connect, let's have a conversation. And it ends with not only a failure of that, but potentially the most depressing composition you can have um, for that moment on top of all that, which is two people in a wide shot facing away from each other, undressing, Um, very depressing. So in a film that is about trying to can I go for love romance can I find romance love um, that seems to me like a pretty big point of no return or a pretty big potential first culmination or a pretty big potential answer potential answer to our question potential potential glimpse at the end of the film so that's around the fifty three point minute wise. Um, We then are forced in some sense or another to hang out with Elaine. We try to be mean to her, but we can't help it. We connect with her. Um, Shortly after this, and this is a celebration. I mean, this is a huge celebration of, yes, he had some sort of connection with Miss Robinson, but it wasn't, um, it was draining him. It was not um, feeding him in a positive way. So this is the first time we see him connect with somebody that is understanding him to some degree, but really um, is understanding him on another level. Uh, There's other ways to say that, of course. Sitting in the car, eating food, um, even them at the drive-in, when they ask a a third party to turn the volume down, um, that is us bringing in an adversary to show a union between Elaine and Ben when we pull the uh, top on the convertible up and over and we keep talking. And what do they talk about? Who cares? We get to project each of us gets to project whatever we want them to be talking about. The point is they're connecting with each other. Um, shortly after this we find uh, Elaine finds out the truth. This ha- happens while it's raining. again, water. Um, we'll talk more about that. It's in this moment is one of the best rack focuses I've ever seen in film. It really is awesome in terms of underscoring the storytelling, the point of the film. And from this, we separate, and Ben decides to go to Berkeley, basically after her, to go after her to Berkeley. Um, We have a great moment there where he tells his parents, Um, it's almost like it seems like he's losing his mind. It's a a great moment to really unite with him. Um, Even today, that seems to resonate when I show people this film... Um, when I watch this with people that haven't seen it, that that moment with the toast popping out of the toaster, um, the Ben, I think this is a little half-baked, oh no, it's fully baked, um, that scene, that, that's a great moment. Anyway, from here we go into uh, act three, we show up, say hello to Elaine, um, she comes and says, why did you do it? We have a moment um, of reconnection, a kiss, we start talking about marriage, all of a sudden things seem better we're whistling. Um, things are positive. It starts to rain again, water, and the dad shows up and he's furious. Um, he's been, he's been in Ben's room a long time. He can see in the dark. Um, um, he's aggressive. He's pointing out that he's not so old. He's very kind of defensive at the same time. Um, there's a moment of composition in there, which is great where, um, Basically, Ben says, "I don't love your wife. I love your daughter, sir." Uh, Mr. Robinson gets up and enters the frame in front of Ben and corners Ben. Literally, the framing—you know—Ben is is in the corner of the frame. He's he's um, overwhelmed in a sense by Mr. Robinson. And then the end of that is this kind of iconic finale where we go on a run and we, uh, you know, basically run through to the wedding. And um, have the big swinging the cross and lock him in the building and run out the door kind of thing. Lots of great shots there. Great sequence to watch and rewatch and rewatch. And then the fun final ending, which to me is very satisfying, that moment there. That's very controversial on the bus. Um, People seem to respond to the shot of all the people on the bus watching us. uh, Us as the main uh, character, Ben and Elaine characters. Um, anyway, you can discuss that controversial ending, but it satisfies me. Um, especially if you look back at the main question of the film being, can I go for love? Um, I think Mike Nichols is, uh, I just love, I don't know, he has a lot of uh, very deep statements on these things and it comes across in the dialogue and the story and the composition, the editing and the music and all that tone of voice in terms of direction, um, to me i feel like he respects love and or romance too much to say it's a done deal that that um if you look at their movement it appears to me they're holding hands there and there is some joy and there also is a realization of what just went down that this isn't just a hundred percent sunset princess bride happy ending um So that's kind of a run-through on the story and composition of it. Some of the motifs we touched on, water is freaking huge. Um, Water, to me, as loneliness is really kind of what it's used as. So... What is that? At the beginning, he's forced underwater in his scuba gear, which motivates him to change his mind regarding Mrs. Robinson's proposition, her proposal. Um, literally, the camera, POV shot, pushed in the face, held underwater. And then we go to the long shot, the wide shot of him alone, underwater, in the scuba gear. Um, and from right there, the J-cut, we hear the phone conversation start. He reaches out, in a sense, to Mrs. Robinson to say, I changed my mind, I want to try to have a connection with you while he's still underwater, um, at least as as far as the editing is concerned. Um, So that's him being forced underwater, like we say. Um, Water keeps coming up a ton. Later, he chooses to go underwater to avoid his parents that are um, kind of pushing him to go see Elaine. Um... Like we mentioned, when Mrs. Robinson um, shows up and the truth comes out about their past to Elaine, it's raining. And when Mr. Robinson shows up, it's also raining. Uh, Big deal with water. Even when Ben goes to Berkeley and he's waiting for Elaine to come out of the class, um, he's he's sitting at a fountain. When he stands up and we have kind of that pedestal up, zoom in shot through the fountain, and then we have a reverse shot kind of a medium of Ben standing there. We zoom in on him, but the zoom in does not continue to a point that crops out the water from the fountain. The whole time you have water in that frame. And that's a big deal um, to me at least. So looking for the water, looking for the red uh, sports car ties into the story. Um, Kind of a symbol of his growth or ignorance um, being tarnished, maybe. I don't know. I haven't really chewed on that. It's kind of the first time I've ever said that part of it. But the red car is huge. comes into the story. Um, The idea of cigarettes, literally, oh yeah, you don't smoke cigarettes, all the way to when he calls Mrs. Robinson at the hotel, he's started smoking cigarettes, all the way to it's a regular thing. I mean, there's a shot of him later in the film laying on his bed in his room with the water from his fish tank in his room so there's water in his bedroom um with the scuba man in there and he's playing with the ash from his cigarette so the evolution of the cigarettes the fact that he's a track star ties into things that comes up a ton Um, and also you want your character to fit the story so you know maybe if he had to push through a wall he should be um a different athlete Uh, somebody bulkier, but the fact that he has to, he's a track star, maybe he finds himself in a situation where he has to run. And that's exactly what happens in this film. So a good character matching the story type situation. Um, Like we said, miscommunication is huge in this film, especially in the first 15 minutes to set up that separation, that similar technique to Lost in Translation, where you're seeing so much miscommunication, misunderstanding, uh, mispronunciations in this uh or just ignoring Ben in this first so many minutes. It's different in loss and translation, but there's still an isolation that we set up there. Um see so I got a couple thoughts bouncing around, see what else is in there, looking at some photos here even to shake them, uh shake some thoughts loose. Composition is maybe um editing and composition Yeah, I think that's probably the the only other things I would I would have to share. Um, would you like to see Elaine's portrait? So when when Mrs. Robinson invites Ben upstairs to see Elaine's portrait early in the film, when she propositions him and um, when she's trying to kind of lead him into that, as far as the movie is concerned, as far as the visuals, Elaine is in the room, and that's a large portrait. Uh, I mean, in a sense, she's framed up as if she was actually there in person, and a lot of that uh, framing. Not all of it, because it through, changes through the scene based on what's happening in the scene. But a lot of that composition is Elaine in between Mrs. Robinson and Ben. Elaine is um, basically comes between Mrs. Robinson and Ben there. And shortly after that, too, when we go downstairs, shortly after that, too, shortly after that, too, when we go downstairs, um, and Mr. Robinson shows up and sits down with Ben. I mean, that right there is. We have dramatic irony because Mr. Robinson does not know what the audience knows, uh, what just happened, that his wife just tried to have an affair with Ben. But as they're sitting there, that composition, right as he's saying, go out and have a fun time this summer with the girls and whatnot, um, Mrs. Robinson enters the frame and she enters the frame exactly in between Ben and Mr. Robinson. So you see Mrs. Robinson fixing her hair, walking in, um, coming between Ben and Mr. Robinson. So again and again, his composition is awesome. It's a blast. It's great for the story. Um, Mrs. Robinson showing up at the hotel is another example of this. First time we see her, she's upside down in the reflection of the table. And she's in her animal print jacket. And even that plays into you know the color palettes of the film, which... There's a lot of browns in there, which I haven't really made a big deal about in when I've analyzed this. But the black and the white is a huge deal, I think. And um, green is a piece of it. And to me, that is the jungle aspect. In Mr. Mr. And Mrs. Robinson's um, bar, there's a lot of greenery for the jungle aspect. And there it's the same in the hotel bar, basically. Greenery, jungle, animal print, it kind of fits. So... trying to think of what other thoughts might be here most of that composition i think most of my favorite little notes i've thrown out there editing wise is kind of the last thought um in general don't edit unless you need to and i feel like mike nichols is a great example of that i mean this is something this is a note i'm passing on from what many of the other greats have said it's not like some idea i've come up with um the idea of having motivated edits um, motivated everything to some degree, uh, not to overthink it. But in the red sports car, when Ben and Elaine are talking after they've left the hotel and she asks him if, if he's had an affair or is having an affair, um, the camera sits on Elaine the whole time because it's more important for us to see her, her face. But when she asks him if the affair is over... We cut to a shot of Ben. We get to see Ben's face because that is extremely important for us to see his face and see him say that the affair is over and for us to see that he means it and that it actually is over. In that moment, it's more important for us to see Ben's face than it is for us to see Elaine's face, and that's why we do. And then we go back to the other shot, which is a beautiful shot. That funky low angle kind of through the car with all the lens flares, it is just delicious. So um, just love the editing there uh great moment the music is another thing i guess you could talk about but a lot of people you know it's easy to see simon garfunkel all over this mrs robinson as so many people know is from this film something i learned kind of recently a buddy of mine were talking about this and it kind of spurred some more research and i there's more to it than i once realized where basically Mike Nichols had more involvement um, in pushing Paul Simon and those guys to record some of this or finish some of this or tweak some of this than I had originally thought. um, So there's more interesting stuff there. But that's me kind of trying to run through kind of some loose ideas and uh, thoughts on why this is a celebration of a film you haven't seen the graduate i would suggest seeing it if you've only seen it five times i would suggest checking it out another time um yeah anyway cheers